Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 5 and 1240 KFH. This is Sports Daily with Jacob Albrocht and Tommy Kester. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the KU football and basketball beat writer from the Kansas City Star, Shreyas Lada. All right, and welcome back in, everybody, to another hour of Sports Daily. We're happy to be joined by Shreyas Lada, University of Kansas football and basketball beat writer for the Kansas City Star. Shreyas, uh, it was just drawn sort of comparisons to the point of the chief season that felt kind of like rock bottom. But for me, I could see a light at the end of the tunnel. I know chiefs fans maybe were a little chaotic. KU feels that way right now, but I'm not sure I see a light at the end of this tunnel. I'm not sure that what ails them is curable, especially if they're not 100% healthy, which they're not right now. I'm trying to find that thing that makes me think they can still Get it done. And when I say get it done, I'm talking about winning a national championship, which is what we thought they might do before the season started. But it's it's getting harder to find that when you look at what what is wrong with this team specifically. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Chiefs have the second greatest quarterback of all time. I'm a Patriots fan, of course. So, you know, there's always a chance that you can go on a run and win a title. The KU has arguably the best coach uh i mean not arguably the best coach currently coaching uh in the country so that you know there's always a chance that self can somehow figure out things with this team and they make a run but i mean i think looking at the chiefs objectively and looking at ku objectively i think there's a much higher chance you know like you said of the chiefs figuring it out in the uh the darkness than this ku team because i mean it's not just the health thing i think it's you know they're just not like good at certain things that you need to be good at in modern day college basketball. Like they don't shoot the three ball well enough at a high enough rate where you can come out and win shootout games. They're not great at defending the three on the road as we've seen, uh, or really defending the three period in conference play. They've struggled with that. And some of that is scheme. Some of that is bad luck, but you know, at the end of the day, it's an issue and you know, they don't have, a lot of consistency scoring wise when a guy like Kevin McCuller is hurt and you know, the defense probably isn't as good as some of the bill self defenses of the past. So there's a lot of issues with this team. There's some good, you know, Hunter Dickens is an all American. If Kevin gets healthy, he's a all American type player, 
you know, they, you know, guy like Nick Timberlake is slowly starting to figure out feels like on the offensive end. But right now where I'm at with this team is, you know, it's going to come down to matchups, but I, I think they're a, a team that loses, you know, sweet 16 round of 32 type team. Yeah, I, I do too. And maybe they can get the right kind of matchups. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I don't know what the more troubling part is. The fact that they have been just ineffective on on the road this year. The fact that the, the lack of depth almost certainly will hurt them when they get to a situation like the tournament. And I guess it's both of those things because, A, you got to play them on the road, and, B, you have to play them on short rest. I think if you gave this KU team like five days between every game they played, they'd be really, really hard to beat. But that's not yeah, what they're going to have, right? I, I, it's just I, not realistic. No, I, I agree. The one thing I will disagree with is I think the depth thing becomes less of a concern come tournament time because, you know, we've seen it with Self and every other, you know, coach in the country is the, the short rotations come tournament time, right? Because you have longer half times, long, a little bit longer in between games. After the first and second game, they have a little bit of a break. You know, there isn't quite as uh, much, uh, you know, turnover. I mean, you don't have a ton of, uh, you know, Saturday to Monday games as much after you get past, you know, the first two rounds, then you have a little bit of a break, you know. So I think the depth thing isn't quite as big of a concern then. But, I mean, like you said, like they just have too many other issues that I'm wondering if they're going to figure it out. The fact that they can't win a game on the road, it feels like, on the in-conference play is concerning because NCAA tournament time, where are they playing? Neutral ground, you know. And, and Kansas fans travel well, and I'm sure they'll – you know, they'll be in Omaha, so it'll be one of those things where there'll be a good amount of KU fans and stuff like that. But what about this team has told me that they can win six straight? Not much. Not at this point of the season. Not at where everything's at. And, you know, I, I think it's just going to be one of those things that Bill Self figures it out. It's going to be an all-time, you know, Bill Self coaching uh, year for him. So, look. I, I, here's a here's a homework part because this is this is right up your alley, Trius, and I'll I'll give you this one and you can um, write about it if you want to. I, I have looked at this and when I think about the depth of this team being an issue, I think the same thing. I'm like, man, you know what? Bill Self always runs it short, but then I go back and look. I just go back to their last two national championships, right in 2018 mm-hmm. and in 2022, and it was not this short. Right in yeah. in in 2018, um, you had Mitch Lightfoot and Marcus Garrett, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, at least at about 15 to 20 minutes a game. In 22, uh, you had Lightfoot at, at a bunch of minutes. Remy Martin was coming off the bench to some degree. He was a clear, you know, maybe he wasn't a six man, but they basically they had seven guys playing significant minutes in both of those seasons. That. And and I haven't you know the, the the season I haven't looked at and I'm pretty sure they did this season too I think it was DeSosa the year that you know they they got canceled because of COVID I'm pretty sure that was a seven man bench too they it's not like it is now which is five right I know that they have run teams like this into the tournament but those teams haven't been the teams that go and win a national championship if we go back and look at the last three most successful KU teams for Bill Self they have had a little bit of depth. And this one doesn't, yeah. and I just it worries me. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think so, too. I mean, look, I think I've become a little more positive on Nick Timberlake in the last couple of games. It seems like he's slowly starting to figure out on the offensive end, even if he's still kind of not great defensively. So I think that's a positive. You know, you have a guy that maybe could figure it out and really be a guy that you could count off off the bench, which they haven't really had. Um, I I think about this team, and my, my concern with this team always goes back to two things is they don't shoot enough three-pointers at a high enough rate, and they don't defend the three well. So if you're bad at those two things or struggle with those two things consistency-wise, how are you going to win a lot of college basketball games? This is not the NBA, so you can get away with it against bad teams where you get out, you know, shot from three. Like, you know, West Virginia game was still close, even though West Virginia shot 14 threes and made 14 threes, sorry, um, because of the fact that KU was so dominant inside. But I think it, it just comes back to those two things. And I look at those things and I say, no matter how good or bad the death is, I think that's going to be their own, you know, unbecoming, unfalling thing in the tournament, in the Big 12 play. Um, and we've seen it, and I'm probably going to write about it today because, you know, this, the rate that they're shooting threes as a team is the lowest in the Bill Self era by over 180, like, ranking spots. Like, that's nuts to me. That's nuts. Yeah, that you're not that's gonna nuts. Basketball game if you can't heave up the three ball. I mean, like I'm just numbers guy, but like at the end of the day, if you're making three three pointers and the other team is making ten, it's really hard to catch up and win games. Um, unless you're unless you're the best defensive team in the country, right? Which I thought this team would be. When I looked at when I looked at Kansas before the season, it wasn't as much about like the offensive capabilities. I mean, I was excited about that, but it was about adding Hunter Dickinson to McCuller, Adams, and Harris, who are three All-American caliber defenders. That That's, for me, what I thought this team was going to, would be its bread and butter, that it would flat be the best defensive team in the country. I don't think they're that. And I, I do think really that's their only salvation is that they just become like we and we've seen teams like that make runs in the tournament in the mm-hmm. past where you just can't score on them. Like I, I that's the one thing if I'm trying to find something that, that could click and make them very, very dangerous. I think it would be that that they just become this defensive powerhouse. But again, in order to do that, it feels like you have to expend a lot of energy. And then we go right back to lack of depth, right? It's hard to be the best defensive team in the country when you when you have all your starters playing all the minutes because you gotta you gotta, you know, play just as hard on one end as you do the other. Yeah, no, I, I think we're getting to the point where Kansas needs to really honestly give up on the Big Twelve race, get healthy, the rest of these guys, and really just focus on tournament time. I mean I, I, I think I'm at that point because, you know, they have That's five interesting. losses. Last year's team had five losses, and they won the league. We are a month away from this season ending, you know, regular season ending, and they have five losses. You really, I, I honestly look at this team, and I'm wondering how many more games they're going to win if Kevin McCuller is out. I think they'll win the home games because it's just really hard to beat Kansas at home. But, you know, earnestly speaking, this team should just aim for a top-four seed in the tournament and let the cards play out the way they need to play out because – you know, expanding energy, playing these starters big minutes, guys like Hunter Dickinson where you can clearly see the knee thing is still bothering him. I don't think, I remember the last time he's dunked a basketball, like honestly speaking. And, you know, guys are, you know, playing a heavy load 
it's putting a lot of stress on them, and it doesn't do anything. They still lost by 29 against Tech. Why were they in for so long if they're not going to – you know, like, there's no point in playing these guys when you're down 29 against well, Tech on the road, you know? I, I, you know, I, I agree, but I also don't want to question what Self no, is I, trying I to accomplish no. No, as no, a that's coach. Because – he could he could be trying he could very well be trying to like work through things because in the reason I would say I would never question it is because I do think that over the course of seasons consistently he's absolutely the best coach in the country at getting teams absolutely. to be their best at the end and so I don't know that but I do think it's an interesting point I I, I don't disagree with letting McCullough sit until he's healthy and maybe giving, if Dwan Harris really is hobbled, just giving him total nights off. I, I mean, I don't think that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Phil alluded to it, I think, on Hawk Talk, where the team just needs to get healthy and, and he's hoping the color can play some spot minutes. I, you know, I think it's important that they end on a – obviously you want to go into Big 12 tournament and NCAA tournament with a positive trend and not a bunch of losses. So you don't want that to happen either. But – you know, I, like you said, Self is the best of the country at getting this team ready. But I, I think he knows, and his Kansas fan base, whether they want to eat or not, is the reality of the situation is the best chance for them to make a run to win six straight might just be getting the guys healthy and losing a couple of games if you have to in conference time. At this point, it just seems like you basically have to win out to win the conference. You're 1-5 and five on the road. The only win that you have on the road in conference play is against a really bad Oklahoma State team. And, you know, I, it, this is, I, you know, I, I think I look at this team and I, I watch them play and I'm just like, it just kind of boggles my mind a little bit that this team was supposed to be like this incredible one seed that was going to be so good and this and that. And obviously things have happened that were out of their control, the Arterio Morris stuff, the El Marco not quite being ready, Nick Timberlake not transitioning and stuff like that. You know, and we knew the depth was going to be slight concern coming into the year. But it's just, like, they don't look like a top-five team. They don't look like a top-eight team. No, they don't no, even no. Look like a, you know, and, I, and I'm wondering, you know, are they going to figure it out come March? And I, I'm not going to bet against Bill Self, so I think they probably will make a decent run in March just because that's what happens with yeah. Bill Self and his team. But I, and and again, they have they have the roster to be one of the best defensive teams exactly. in the country. That could be enough. Like that's your light at the end of the tub. But they can't do that unless they're healthy. A hundred percent. And when they've locked in, they've looked really good defensively. It's just it hasn't been consistently there. And like you said, it takes a lot of energy to play good defensive basketball. And with the depth, that's a concern. And I mean, you know, I I think it's interesting self's comments where you know they were talking about Furphy and. Uh, Nick scoring, I think it was like 13 each leading the team. They're like, yeah, it's great that they're scoring, but, you know, we don't really take stock into that. I think he knows, you know, like that these guys, even though they're scoring, it's a great thing, but you can't have KJ Adams, Hunter Dickinson, Dewan Harris combined for five or 30 from the floor, five yeah, or 30. That's, that's I don't think I've seen that trio combined for a worse percentage. That's 16%, basically. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad game. I mean, it's okay that it was a bad game. It was a road oh, game absolutely. on a Monday after a Saturday. We, I mean, the Big 12, this has happened. Like, those aren't the things that, like, I'm willing to just wash my hands of that game. I don't really care. McCuller's not there. It's fine. That game's going to not mean much. It's just, it highlights a consistent trend we've seen. Trias Lotta, University of Kansas football and basketball beat writer for the KC Star. So, Sharice, you brought up Morris. I Look, I don't want to make excuses for them on the lack of depth because they lost Arterio Morris because it's kind of their fault 
for bringing Arterio Morris in anyway with his checkered past. So mm-hmm. I don't really like that excuse because I think it was a no, gamble I- that blew up in their face anyway. Yeah, but I, if I, they I, if they it, had if they had him, they wouldn't have this problem. So what now is there? I guess first and foremost, what is the health situation of Kevin McCuller and and I suppose Dewan Harris? Well, I think Dewan is one of those things that's kind of day to day, but I, I don't anticipate him missing games. I and mean, I guess we'll find out uh, more on his health tomorrow, probably at availability. I think Kevin, they're just being cautious about, very cautious. Um, I know. It's been uh, one of those things that I've heard has been a little bit contentious behind the scenes because it's like, you know, obviously they want him to play and he wants to play, but it's also like it's not just right now what is happening with Kansas basketball at stake. Kevin McCullough is a projected lottery pick in this draft, a number 16 pick in the last, you know, just out to the lottery in the last ESPN mock draft. And I've gotten texts from, you know, friends in the industry who work in the, the scouting realm, and they're like, is Kevin okay? Is his knee okay? You know, like that is a concern. That is something that they're looking at. You know, I'm sure NBA teams are paying attention to. I'm sure that's something on his mind, too. You know, it's not just about Kansas men's basketball. It's also about Kevin McCullough and his future. I'm sure that's why he wants to make sure he gets to 100% before he goes out there. Because when he rested before the Houston game, he was really good against Houston. But in the previous five games, and the game, I think, after that, or the game, uh, the previous five games before that, or whatever, he was like shooting 30% from the field. That's not the Kevin McCullough that we know, you know, he's not that efficient. He's not, you know, like he, he's so much better than that. And he set a high standard for himself. So it's a weird and tough position to be in because Kansas desperately needs him out there, but they can't rush him. I think uh, in the sense of, you know, letting him play with a bone bruise. Cause it clearly seems like it's affected him. I think they're just trying to make the most of a, a tough situation. Um, and, you know, I mean, Bill has talked about it. He's hoping Kevin will play some spot minutes. If you can get 10 to 15 minutes from him on Saturday, I think that's a positive sign. And then you have an entire week, basically, between that game and the Texas game at home. So, you know, if you wanted to rest Kevin on Saturday, I think you could get away with it because I don't think Oklahoma is beating them with or without Kevin at home. Um, but I think, you know, letting him rest till next Saturday when they play, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday, when they play Texas could be the move just because that's basically essentially almost two weeks of rest at that point. And that's probably as good as you're going to get, uh, you know, for yeah. something like that uh, at, at this point in the season. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good stretch of time. I, I really do think that's interesting to see if they just put those two on ice for a minute, but in order mm-hmm. to do that, you would have to concede the big 12. And in theory, you're very much in the big 12 mix because the top team, at least you have the game in hand on, um, I don't know if they're going to be willing to do that yet. That would be, it, it would be interesting. Like, and I wonder at that point, do you have conversations with the players themselves and say, guys, like we got to, we got to set some priorities here. We always want to win the big 12, but even more than that, we want to make, you know, a deep tournament run. I don't know that that's an interesting dynamic because they're not out of it. I mean, they're just not, but that's only on paper. In reality, I think most of us feel like they probably are out of it. But you know as well as I do, Shreyas, these top teams are going to lose road games in the Big 12. So maybe they're not no, out right. I, I, that's, no, it's a hard. That's a hard bargain. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. And, I mean, I mean, the reality of the situation is, what, is Iowa State and Houston at the two the, the top? I mean, Baylor's right ahead of them, Texas, Texas ahead of them. So those four teams. But, you know, you win one more game, and you're right there. You know, you're 
uh, eight and five or whatever, you know, you win a couple more games, you're right there. I mean, like the big thing for Kansas is you can't really drop any games. I think you can maybe drop one more game, but you need to beat Houston uh, at Houston. You need to beat Baylor at Baylor. Like those two games, you have, those are must wins if they want to win the conference. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. It's, I mean, we've seen it happen. Bill Self does magical things on the basketball court. I think if anyone can do it, a Bill Self can do it. You know, a Bill Self coach team can do it. But right now, with where they're at, I mean, I expected them to lose the Texas Tech game, and I didn't expect it to be that way. But I, and I think Bill was a little shell-shocked by it, too. I mean, he got ejected for the first time ever in, you know, Kansas, in his Kansas coaching tenure. He hasn't been ejected since 1999. I was one years old back then. So um, it's been a minute, you know? So it, it's like, it's been a weird season. I think it's taken a toll on all these guys, and it's been tough because, you know, there's been some really high ups beating UConn, beating uh, some of these other teams, and there's been some really low lows. So I think it's just about finding level, finding water, and, you know, playing the brand of Kansas basketball that's defensive-oriented, uh, built around the veterans, uh, and hoping that you can put that best foot forward as they continue to go into conference play and as they get closer and closer to March Madness. Yeah, I if one makes 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 feel old, Trius, to say things like one year old in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, uh, it's not that's not fair, man. Uh, getting old sucks. It's coming for you. It is coming I mean, I for you. It. I turned twenty six a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh my god, you know, I'm starting to feel you know the existential crisis about turning twenty six. My brother, he's uh, seventeen, but I turned eighteen. He was like, you're pushing thirty. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that doesn't that doesn't hit then. Turning 30 means nothing. I don't I don't think it did. What happened to me was at about 27, so you still got time. Like yeah. hangovers intensified a thousandfold. Like it, it, you know, I've always said it's God's way of reining us in from being idiots. It was about yeah. 27 when reality struck and it was like, "Nope, that I can't I can't do that anymore." Now I haven't fully learned my lesson yet. It just happens far less often. Um, but yeah. you know, that's, that's coming for you. And then you turn 30 and no, I mean, nothing changed, right? It's just like, whatever. <laughs> um, KU goes to Oklahoma on Saturday, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's good. Oklahoma's probably underrated. I would say, is that a yeah. winnable game? I don't know what the line's going to be considering the health. Like I, I, on a scale of one to 10, how confident would you be that KU could get that win? Six or seven. I think they'll beat Oklahoma. It's a long week. Um, think, it's a long week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they'll beat Oklahoma. I think they should. I mean, I think they. it's rare for Kansas to lose two or three straight games under self, is what I've noticed since I've come on the beat. Um, you know, I, lost, I think last year they lost three in a row, but that was a weird circumstance. Um, I think they'll be fired up, ready to go. They'll have some rest. Maybe they'll get some Kevin McCuller minutes. Jamar McDowell will be back. Maybe he plays some minutes. You know, I think if there's any positive to come out of the last two games is Nick Timberlake looks like he's not as shell-shocked as he once was. You know, I think that is such a big thing for this team because if you can get eight points a game off Nick Timberlake from the bench or something like that, oh, that's golden. That's fantastic. I'm not worried about his points. Can he come in and play defense and not turn the ball over? That's what I'm worried about. That's a big one. But I'm hoping if he's coming off the bench, he won't have the opportunity to turn the ball over as much. You know? (laughs) <laughs> he tried. He tried three times in the Baylor game to give it away. I mean, it was. Yeah. Like, I, and I again, I mean, I intend no offense to Nick Timberlake at all when I say that stuff. But when like the, the end of that Baylor, I was like, he cannot be out there. Like I, I don't know. 
He just and maybe that maybe that's fixable. That's up to Bill Self. I don't know, but right now you look at it and and it just it's it's unfortunate for him and for everybody else that when he comes in, everybody's butt puckers a little bit, and it's like, oh God, like what what what's going to happen here? Like he's got to just get through that part of it. I think as much as anything else, I believe he can score. I mean, I think that's why they brought him in there. It's can he do the other stuff? No, a hundred percent. I think you're a hundred percent right in that in that sentiment where. You know, if he can't score and he struggles with the other stuff, then he's a liability on the floor. And even if he can score, he can still be a liability on the floor because if you're giving up, like, you know, the turnover, the defensive error, the stuff he did in the last 30 seconds was just complete disaster class after playing a pretty good game, especially by his uh, standards and, and, you know, how much he struggled in conference play. You know, like, Bill, I've never seen Bill like that. Somebody asked him, you know, what do you thought about Nick Timberlake's performance? And he was like, well, I thought, uh, I, I thought, you know, we won the game. That's about that, you know? And I was like, that is an incredible response or non-answer to what he yeah. thought about Timberlake's performance. And I think Timberlake felt it too because post-game I saw him, he wasn't particularly, like, enthusiastic after a good game by his standard, uh, after a really tough stretch of games for him. Um, and obviously it seems like he built off that a little bit and played well one of the few people to play well against Texas Tech. Yeah, I I hope. I mean, that would obviously be the that would be the thing that unlocks it. I I hope for it. I just I haven't seen any. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thing that, if I'm being honest, makes me think it's going to happen. Trius, we really appreciate it. What do you have going for us at the KC Star? Yeah, I'll probably have a, a story uh, this week sometime, uh, probably today or tomorrow, uh, just looking at, you know, Kansas' three-point rate uh, compared to years of the past and compared to the last couple of uh, NCAA tournament uh, champions and see, you know, what the standard is for the last 10 years and compared to where Kansas stands and if they can make a run uh, to at least a, uh, you know, maybe Final Four or something like that. Um, and then I'll probably have typical game coverage um, and uh, working on a bigger feature story, hoping maybe this week, next week, we can get that done. Uh, just need to get the player interviewed. Excited for that. But uh, that's pretty much it. You can follow Shreyas on social media at SHRE98. Go look at that minutes played on his best team, Shreyas. See if I'm right about that, because I think I am. I think they've been a little deeper historically on his best teams. Uh, but we'll... We'll have a review of it next week. We'll see if they can get one on the road finally. They'll have a lot of rest to do it. And uh, Now I'm going to be watching for your concept of maybe conceding on the Big 12 to try to get healthy for the NCAA tournament. I'm gonna, that's going to be a fascinating thing. Sharice, we appreciate it, and we'll talk again next yeah. week. Thanks for having me. 
There goes Sri Aslata. All the good stuff there at the KC Star. You can follow him again on uh, on X at SHRE98 uh, and go find that work. Love and appreciate the hard work from all the beat writers out there who cover these teams for us. I appreciate Shreyas for being our KU Insider. We'll come back after this. We'll have more Sports Daily. Don't go away. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Glad to be here with you. Uh, Tommy back with us. We appreciate Shreyas Lotta for jumping in. If you missed anything with Shreyas, you can go in uh, and listen to that on the Odyssey app. That and a million other things that you can find, uh, including the New Heights podcast, which we told you about. It dropped. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I've been kind of, you know, taking it in as they put out their little clips. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's funny. Obviously, a lot to talk about on the New Heights podcast, including Jason Kelsey and his luchador mask, which, again, I'm pretty sure he's my spirit animal. Uh, I feel like we're the same person. He's just large and on a bigger stage, but he acts exactly the way I act and, you know, get shamed by my wife and, and do things like wear luchador masks and all these things. It's fun. I, lo- I love it. He's becoming one of my favorites. But you can catch it on the Odyssey app. Uh, let's give away, as we welcome Tommy back in, Jad, let's give away some HTO now. We'll give away a free iced tea and a free brew house coffee. Iced tea for you at either Wichita location or Derby. Brewhouse Coffee in East Wichita or Derby. It is Valentine's Day. There's a promotion going on. Buy one, get one on tea that you can get your hands on as well. 869-1240. Jad will get us a winner. Tommy, Shri has brought something interesting up with uh, KU in the last segment that I hadn't thought about yet. At what point is it advantageous for the Jayhawks to... Just put McCullough on ice for a minute. Maybe even Dewan Harris concede the Big 12 race and be as healthy as you can be going into the postseason. My only issue with that is that who's going to play in replace of them? I mean, they don't they don't well, have a bench. We that's, we kind of saw that on yeah. you know against Texas Tech and Lubbock. I mean, that's that's what I mean. You're conceding at that point, certainly. Um, with McCullough, it might be the best thing to do, no matter what. I, I don't know. I the, the problem is they're still very much in the race. I mean, they've, the teams ahead of them, what's, what are the likelihoods that any of those teams play their remaining road schedule without losses based on what we've seen in the Big 12 thus far this year? So it, it would be a concession because KU's still very much in it as much as it doesn't feel like they're in it, right? Mathematically, they very much are in it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm on board with giving up the entire Big 12 race and putting them on ice long term but I do think that you can set McCuller you can set McDowell you can probably set Dewan Harris for the game in Norman this weekend taking on the 25th ranked OU Sooners because once that game is done then the Jayhawks are off for an entire week they don't play next week during the week at all and then they're back at home against Texas on the 24th so that would give you know an even longer period of time for rest and recovery for McCuller and McDowell and Harris who are dealing with injuries right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. It will be uh, the job. It, it will be Bill Self's best job if he can get it done. I mean, there's no question to me about that. I, I think that it's just so unreal how much is stacked against them seemingly that they can get it done. I contended with Shreyas that it's going to have to be because they become what we thought they could be 
which is the best defense in the country. I still think that's on the table. That gets really hard when you don't have a bench, right? Because you have to expend so much energy on both ends of the court. But I do think the best version this team, they're not all of a sudden going to become a good three-point shooting team. It's not going to happen. What can they become? I do still think with that starting five that they can become the best defensive team in the country by tournament time. And that's about the only path I could see for them to make a run. A deep run. We're talking like Final Four type run. Yeah, they. I mean, I think that they have, you know, absolutely gotten themselves beat up over this last stretch of games. Not just physically, but uh, even emotionally and, and mentally. A lot of quick turnarounds from yep. Saturday games to Monday games. You don't have to deal with that for the rest of the regular season. Then you get into Big Twelve Conference play, uh, the tournament, and then you get into March Madness. So I think that as long as they're at a point next month where at least they're starting five is healthy, you've got McCuller back feeling good, you've got Harris back feeling good. At that point, yeah, I'm not willing to move away from my thought that they could be a dangerous team in the tournament. Um, You know, clearly, the conference season is a grind. We all know that. And they're in the dog days of it right now, dealing with injuries, dealing with, you know, pretty lopsided losses, things like that. But again, I'm with you with the overall thought process of get these guys healthy for March so then they can make a run because I do think they're built for that in the tournament. Yeah, well, the good good enough defense, Tommy, can be good enough, right? Don't you think? Like, good enough defense can make the run. That's That's where I have a hard time. So they they are capable of doing that thing and that thing being good enough for a championship. But I don't know if they can get there because of the bench issue that plagues them. But I do think that being the best defensive team in the country is good enough to win a championship. You know, it it will be, it makes it a little more matchup dependent and things like that. I'm trying to just find this light at the end of the tunnel because I want to find it. And that's the only one I can think of that seems within reason that could happen before we get to March. Because, A, it almost always happens with Bill Self teams. And, B, the talent on the floor that is there, that you know, the, the, the depth isn't, but the talent that is there, you've got Kevin McCuller. All-American type defender. You've got Dewan Harris, All-American type defender. I think they've won that already. Uh, K.J. Adams certainly can be. I think Hunter Dickinson can be if put into the system the correct way. And then it really becomes, can Furphy do that? I think Furphy's fine. I don't think he's going to be a liability out there. So when four of your five, or even if it's three of your five players, are that level of defender, I don't. it's not a stretch to imagine that could become the best defensive team in the country. It's not a stretch to me. It's can they, you know can win, Nick Timberlake comes on the floor, that doesn't all come crashing down because he turns the ball over and can't play defense. When a freshman comes in, can they pick up the slack defensively when they have to come into the game? That's the part that seems less likely, I think. And I I just, it's going to be difficult based on what we've seen so far. It'd be one thing too, I think, Tommy, if we saw like optimism for these other guys. Obviously, we see that with Furphy. Right, We've seen the optimism with Furphy. That's why he's in the starting lineup now. I'm not sure we do see it with the other, we'll call it four, really probably just three guys that have the potential to play meaningful minutes for this team. I think the answer is no with the younger guys as far as getting them up to speed defensively. 
I mean, and, and look, if it's going to be Parker Brown, yeah, that's a stretch. That's yeah. not what he was brought on this team to do. Yep. I mean, even Johnny Furphy, who you know we know has established himself as a key part of this team, you're giving yeah. up some defense when he's out on the court. Yeah, he's not a lockdown no defender. And, you know, I think that that's going to be part of his game that will need to grow and improve if he wants to be able to take that next step to the NBA. I'm sure that teams, though, they are salivating over what he can do offensively, you know, and they think that they can they can bring him along on the defensive side of the court. But, you know, you, you see that from game to game with Furphy, that he's going to give you usually some good minutes. He's going to be able to be an offensive threat or at least somebody that opposing teams are going to have to account for on the floor, but you're going to be giving up a little bit defensively. You know, when he's out there, I think that's a trade-off right now that Bill Self is willing to do. But yeah, those other guys, and, and I, I mentioned the younger guys, Nick Timberlake's not a young guy. I mean, he's a transfer. Um, you're giving up, obviously, quite a bit with him on the defensive end of the court, uh, and the freshmen the same way. So I know that that's a challenge, but I'm sure that a big part of it is also, what other option do they have? You know, like unless, unless you've they got, don't have an option. They, they really don't. It has to be know. internal. Obviously, and, and, those guys right. are going to have to be it. And, and especially with McCuller and Harris not at 100 percent, you don't have another option other than to put players out on the court that, you know, you're probably going to be giving up some defensive plays because you just don't have really any other option. <sighs> we'll see. They got a big, big opportunity here against uh Big opportunity coming up against Oklahoma. I just got this a little distracted because I see coming down the line here uh, that Steve Spagnolo is getting a contract extension. Good. Lock As him if up. If there was any yeah. question whether he would still be there, of course he will because there's not any head coaching jobs opening and what's he going to leave? No. But that does make you, you – know, we, we talked about this in the first hour. It's interesting. Roster-wise, they really didn't do much. I mean, they added Drew Tranquil and Charles Minahue, who were both great, don't get me wrong, but it's not like they they spent the resources on the defense this most recent offseason that they had in years past. They they drafted Felix Anyadike Uzama, but he didn't give them much yet. I I think that's as important probably as anything the Chiefs could do for the defense next year, which again is almost certainly not going to be as good. It's just hard to do. That's as good a thing as they can start off with is making sure Spags is there. I mean... You know, the, the it, it's funny too. Like the momentum and in Spags we trust, and all the all the things there for that team. That stuff fades a little bit year to year, right? And weird things happen. Like think about, and not every player is the same, but think about like Tyron Matthew and how quickly things turned for him at the end of his Chiefs time. But you don't want anybody else out there. You and I bantered about lightly the other day. Um, is he the best defensive coordinator in football? And I think that's a little bit of a trick question. He was definitely the best last year. I think all time he's in the conversation for best, like, big game, one game, game plan type coordinator. Absolutely. I think there are others in the conversation, but that's the kind of guy they bring back. That's a big and good start to that defense being great again next year. I love that. I love that move. You know, and, and I think that that answers the question about, you know, what's the most important thing to Spagnola? Is it getting another head coaching opportunity or is it staying with this dynasty and being the best defensive coordinator so. in the history of football? I don't think he's going to get one. I don't I don't think he fits the profile of what teams tend to be looking for these days. I mean, he's as old as Andy Reid is. 
I, it just doesn't seem like there's a tremendous appetite for that. Bill Belichick just went through a cycle and didn't get hired, you know, and he may be the greatest defensive mind we've ever seen. I, I just, it's hard for me to imagine Steve Spagnola as a head coach again, which is perfectly okay. And when you're loving, unless it was with the Chiefs, right? Unless it was Andy Reid stepping away and they say, you know what, Spags, can you bridge the gap for us here? I don't know, but I doubt it. I'm glad to see it, though, uh, that he's back. I, I, I suppose I never really thought much about it. I just assumed he would be back, but he's back. Parade starts in about 18 minutes, everybody. Uh, congratulations to Tommy for winning our HDO giveaway. Not this Tommy. Not that I know of. Uh, it says Tommy just got back from Vegas. Hope you had a heck of a time out there. Uh, we had a Paul win yesterday that was not Paul Savage and a Tommy win today that is not Tommy Caster. Uh, interesting quirks there. Thanks, Jad, for getting that taken care of. We're going to come back. More Sports Daily right after this. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Taking in some uh, early sights of the parade. I sent this to you, Tommy. Did you catch the champ stamp? Um, I did, yeah, that's I did still, see that. That's still my, fee- my leader in the clubhouse. Uh, what would it take, Tommy, for you to get a, a comical tattoo of any kind? Uh... I, w- I mean, it w- I wouldn't do it. I, I don't know. I don't think that there is an amount that I would. Really? Yeah. And I only do that. I have a tattoo, uh, and oh. I I don't really need to have another one. Can I guess what it is? Sure. Um, barbed wire on your arm. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a tribal uh, symbol on my back. No, I'm kidding. It's not that either. Uh, no, it's, um, not, it's not barbed a, wire. A champ stamp. I don't have a champ stamp. I don't have a tramp stamp either, if you're wondering. Uh, well, I wasn't sure if we could say tramp, so now that cat's oh. out of the bag. Well. Um, maybe we can. Can we say Jad that, Jad? Will already, we Jad get... will have already muted us yeah. if we can't. Um, that's not one of the, the words. I don't think. No, huh? Okay, You're a good. heart. A heart on the back of your calf. Uh, no, I don't have that either. Who? Uh, a hip tattoo. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm I, out of guesses. <laughs> I've always wanted uh, a neck tattoo. You know, like. Yeah, but I figured that would uh, that would take my job prospects. You know, it's a bold, it's a bold spot. I think I would take an arm sleeve. Like if I could ever think it of anything I thought was cool enough, I think I think tattoos are pretty cool. I just don't ever yeah. think I could think of anything I wanted that badly. I've got a microphone actually, uh, ah, and it's on my arm, uh, and I I don't know. I've had it for ten plus years. Um, yeah, yeah. I love tats. I love tats. I think they're super cool. I, if you can pull them off, I just don't like, I don't, A, I don't know if I can pull them off and B, I just have never had that thing where I'm like, oh, yep, I'm going to put that on my body permanently. Um, my buddy that was just in town this past weekend, uh, we uh, is world famous. And one of my favorite things to do is show this off as often as I can in public. We were much younger and much stupider. Uh, we convinced him his, he, he has the same name as me, but we've nicknamed him Chili's. He worked at Chili's forever. So because we had the same name and he was sort of later to the part, we were just like, oh, you're Chili's. And so he still to this day is Chili's. Um, we convinced at uh, after uh, uh, a night of indulgement at the end of the night, we made him sign a bar napkin that he would get the Chili's logo tattooed on his butt, which he did he the did. next morning. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And one of my favorite things in the world to do is to show that off as often as I can in public because people don't believe me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then, of course, you get an excuse and 
you know, uh, that it would be something like that for me. Like I wouldn't have a problem with that. Like a, a tattoo on my butt cheek, like who cares? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you look at me, I'm sure that the first thing that you think of is, Oh, I'm sure that guy right. has a tattoo, you know, he's, yeah, he's got some ink. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I, I, I love tattoos. I think they're cool. I, I don't know. I mean, the champ stamp is a bold move. Uh, if you haven't seen it there on social media, but you know, to each his own, who cares? Like do your thing, man. I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, Jad, you inked up at all? Nope, none. Yeah. Are you opposed or you just like me don't can't really think of anything you'd like to have done? Yeah, couldn't really couldn't really think of the one thing that I would want permanently there, so just never That's have my problem with it too. I I, th- I, I do think they're kind of cool, but I just I can't I, I just can't ever come up with one. I've even tried to like really think about it, right? Like what would I do? But I can't think of anything. I, I just I don't have anything. Um, any suggestions, I'll take them. You can leave those on our comments on our video stream. Uh, you can find that on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch uh, as well. You can also find this podcast on the Odyssey app. Real quick, before we hit our final break, I need to tell you about this again. Uh, KFH and Taco Bell have your chance to win a trip for two to the College Hoops Championship Tournament in Kansas City, March 13th through the 16th, to cheer on the Kansas schools there or whatever school you root for. The trip includes two all-session tournament passes and three-night hotel accommodations. Uh, to enter, simply text TBBIG to the number 20357. Want a complimentary breakfast burrito? Just go to kfhradio.com, click on the events page, download that voucher, then head to any Wichita or surrounding Taco Bell location, excluding Hutchinson. Your chance to see the College Hoops Championship Tournament and snag a complimentary breakfast burrito from Taco Bell happens right here on KFH. We'll be back. We'll tell you what's on the network tonight next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.